Hello, this is Reverend John Harfouche, and you're listening to the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. We have a message for you today from Pastor Christy Amira Harfouche. For more information, live broadcasts, and video teachings, connect with us online at globalrevival.com and join us every week for the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Go to Ephesians in chapter 1. And we're going to start with verse 3. You know, we actually should start with verse 1. We're going to start with verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God to the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Now, I just want you to see who wrote Ephesians. Oh, so Paul is defining himself as an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. That's free, but it's important to know. Number two, grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us under the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. Now put the Bible down and put your hands on your spirit today. And say this like an army. Say, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I have an alert mind. I have an, alert mind. I have an attentive spirit. I have an attentive spirit. My, body is full of energy. My body is full of energy. I want what God has for me today. And I won't leave here without it. I will hear the word. I will heed the word. And I will change. If you believe it today, let out a great shout of praise for the Lord. Amen. You may be seated. And so... According as he hath chosen us in him. Just say this, say, the Lord Lord chose me me in him him before the foundation of the world. world. Now insert your name. The Lord chose me, me. Christy, before the foundation of the world. That's right. The Lord chose us in him. Now, what does that mean? The Lord chose us in him before the foundation of the world. That word foundation is the word. Actually, Rev, come help me. I'm going to utilize my supernatural family assets that I have in the house today. 
if you would tell us what the original word is and what it means. Um, for foundation. Yes. Is uh, katabole. And it means a laying down, a foundation, a depositing, a sowing, technically used of the act of conception. Before the conception of the world. Before God sowed the world. See, when God creates a prototype, he always puts it in the form of a seed. He said, right, when he made all the herbs, he said within every herb is the seed that what continues what was put in it. When God laid the foundation of the world, he used a word that meant a laying or a depositing or a sowing. Why? Because what was conceived by God was laid down in purpose before it was visibly seen to everyone. Is that, are you following me? Thank you. Just like when you, uh, when a woman conceives, she knows she's pregnant, right? Then her husband knows that she's pregnant, right? Then other people may find out or she may tell or they may tell that they're pregnant. But how many of you know that no one knows really they can't see the baby, they can't, they don't know what color eyes they're going to have. They don't know what color hair they're going to have. They don't know without the agency of science, uh, uh, if it's a boy or if it's a girl, they don't know what is being formed beneath the surface because what's happening is a mystery until it's seen. But just because it's a mystery before it's seen does not mean it is not. It just means it is not yet seen. That means that, see, within the seed, see, the seed is a little thing compared to what it produces. But within the seed, see, it's a seed of a tree. Within it is everything necessary for the tree. But you don't see the tree in the seed. You just know what the seed is capable of producing. You don't see the leaves. You don't see the bark. You don't see the, 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 the height, the size no, you just see a little seed. Hit the person next to you and say, that's how, that's how. Faith, works. faith works. See, the word of God says that we were in Christ before the sowing of the world. That means that your purpose was already designed in him. 
Your blueprint was already in him. Hit the person next to you saying, wake up, you need this. That's why the Bible said he knows every hair on your head. That's why we don't know who we are until we discover who we are in him. Because you may be a knife, but if you're dull and you can't do what you were designed to do, then you will never be what you were made to be. But when you find out your purpose, you know why you are who you are. You know how God designed you to be. You know who he designed you and made you to be. You're not, and I'm not a vague creature. God doesn't do vague. God doesn't do vague. He doesn't do vague. No, how many of you know, I'm not going to get into it, even though I do have my family asset right there. I could call him up and get very scientific. How many of you know that God doesn't do vague? No, the DNA would tell you everything about the person. You know what eye color, what hair color, what their skin tone was, what their skin texture was, how tall they were, if they had a disease. You would know everything by the seed or by the smallest part of them because when God does something, he does not do it vague. He does it specific. He puts in it everything necessary to grow up into everything you're called to be. Hallelujah. That's why it's not enough to just change our mind. We have to be born from above or born again. Right? Why? Because it's, it's a new beginning because your beginning will dictate your end. What a seed is will be what it is. In other words, every seed beareth fruit after its own kind. That means God knew that in order to change who we are, he had to change how we were birthed. He knew that in order, my goodness, this is so good today. I'm going to slow down. Why would the word be the word that means to lay down or to sow? Because when God created the worlds, he... How many of you know the word tells us that he had you in mind? What is man that thou art mindful of him? See, everything God does is first done in a realm uh, that is uh, um, beyond the understanding. In other words, how many of you know the Bible says (laughs) that if the rulers and the princes of this world would have known, would have known it, what's it? I am my students. It's a, it's a, it's a pop quiz. What's it? That is exactly right. The mystery, which is 
Christ in us or in you. If they would have known that by crucifying Christ, they were not killing the one, they were... No man takes my life. I lay it down. And if I lay it down, the Bible says if a a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it brings forth much fruit. And every seed bears fruit after its own kind. So Jesus knew that in order to birth you, he had to sow him so that you would be was his purpose. He already put your identity in Christ before he sowed or conceived the universes. Woo! Now go to Hebrews. And chapter 11, because why not? (laughs) That's why we should never tell God, well, God, you know how I am. (laughs) Because God will say, yes, I do know who you are. Remember, I was the one who designed you. I was the one who laid down uh, uh, the seed so that you would grow up into the tree that I've called you to be. Hallelujah. Trees of righteousness. Ah, hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, the evidence of things not seen. What's evidence? Proof. It's the proof of things not seen. How many of you know, and we're going we're gonna to use uh, conception as an example again this morning. When, when y- there may be a stage when a woman is pregnant 
where you, no one can tell by looking. Actually, there's quite a long phase where you can't tell by looking. But how many of you know if they have in their purse the, uh, what's it called? Thank you. The ultrasound. Single woman here. I'm trying to use analogies. <laughs> ultrasound, the, the picture or the right in their purse, they have the proof. And so everybody else could say what they want to say. But that woman knows what she knows because she's seen into what they can't see. Faith is just that. I already have the proof. I have seen into what you have not seen. And I know what I'm carrying. And I know what he planned for me. It's the proof. It's the evidence. See, when you're full of faith, you have a grasp on reality. It's not fantasy. You have a grasp on reality. Because before there was a world, God conceived it. before there was a devil before there was a devil my God still was and he will be after and he will be forever his righteousness will outlast every injustice his holiness will still be here when this world is melted and wrapped up That's real, real. <laughs> That's real, real. And verse 3 says, Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. The worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of the things, uh, uh, were not made of the things which do appear. In other words, what we see came from the realm that God is calling us to believe in. Our authority is what He speaks, not what we see. See, we are not grabbing a hold of fantasy. We are reaching into the realm that produces reality and grabbing it ahead of time. Mm. 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 Hallelujah. And, and that's what we are designed to. To be, where the just shall live by 
faith. The just shall live by by what? Faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not so the just live by holding on to things which are not yet seen the just live by providing proof of what is not yet seen the just live by holding the title deed of what God spoke before anybody's a witness to it the just live by linking their life to the supernatural realm instead of walking under the limitations of the natural world the just live by faith. Woo! Woo! That's why we're creatures of vision. We're not satisfied with what we see. Don't, 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 don't ever let anyone tell you, be satisfied. No. I'm not a creature of the natural. I don't live by sight. I live by faith. I'm not going to be satisfied with the world the way it is when God has put within me a vision for what it will be and what it should be. Woo! Hallelujah. Tell you what. Hallelujah. We're not. Now, how many of you said, well, Pastor Chrissy, are you saying that we're forever going to be unsatisfied? No, I'm saying that our satisfaction is not in what we see. See, that's why we don't kid ourselves. We don't wait to see it to get excited about it. Because we know that our excitement is not in what we see. Our hope is anchored to what he has spoken. And we are called and designed by God to live according to that word and that promise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The Bible says that by these good and precious promises, we might be inheritors or partakers of the divine nature. Why promises? Oh, because promises paint a picture of what God is calling us to believe into the natural world. We are creatures of faith. We are creatures of divine vision. We are not creatures of sight. Don't, don't. Glory to God. You know, there is a lie out there that says that in order to be satisfied, you just need to lower the bar. That's what they say. Just lower the bar. And they try to make it sound spiritual. Just be thankful. And how many of you know there's a truth in that? We thank God for where we are right now every day. But 
But the Bible says forgetting those things which are behind and pressing. Oh no, we're not just going to sit here and act like we're okay with everything the way it is. When God has shown us something bigger, something better, something greater. And he's called us to believe him for it. I'll tell you what, you child of God will get tired if your eyes are filled with what you see instead of what he has spoken. That is what will exhaust you. When you just keep looking at the natural and thinking about the natural and looking at the situation, you will get tired. But when you listen to his word and it calls you higher and it tells you who you're called to be and it brings you into another level, that's what gives you strength. That's what gives you ability. That's what gives you... Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's where our strength comes from. You need an assignment. God doesn't give lazy people strength. You don't need strength if you're lazy. You need strength if you're a doer. Doers need strength. Now faith is the substance. Someone say substance. Substance. Well, how many of you know that the, the, the word of God says that Abraham accounted that God was able, even if he needed to raise up Isaac from the dead, he accounted. How that's powerful to me. Because counting is something we do with what we see. But Abraham had meditated so much on God's promise that he could take account. See, I'm telling you, your algebra equation changes when God is in it. sign the other side is it's not so fair anymore because if God be for me who can be against me he accounted now how many of you know that God gave Abraham a lot of things to count so that Abraham could know that he could count on God he said how many are the stars can you number them how many of you know God has a sense of humor? Because if you've ever been somewhere where there's not any city lights, which how many of you know Abraham was there? The, the stars are so bright and so innumerable. And he could have started. God told him, I want you to count those. I want you to meditate. On the infinite. So that you can understand how big my promise is to you. I don't want you to meditate on the not enough. I don't want you to look at the, the, the finite. 
I want you to start counting and lose count every night. And I want you to know that that is how innumerable my promise is to you. And if we are Christ's, then we are Abraham's and according to the promise. says, Abraham did not count. He did not uh, consider his body now dead, nor the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not consider what was finite and natural because he was considering the limitlessness of God's promise And his faithfulness to him. What does the Bible say? Those who come to the Lord must know that he That he is. That there is a God. That he is God. And and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. We must know that God is and that he is a rewarder. That he is and that he's good. That he is and that he's generous. That he is and that he giveth liberally and upbraideth not. We have to know him and know what he's like. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So we are called to see with the eyes of faith. How many of you know that David saw with the eyes of faith when he looked at Goliath? The three Hebrew children saw with the eyes of faith when they were faced with the fiery furnace. They were like, all right, let's weigh our options. Weighing in at 10,000 pounds in a, a, a blistering heat, the fiery furnace is ready to come into the ring. <laughs> unable to be weighed, unable to be hindered, unable to be contained, the God who created the universe is the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end, the creator, uh, the one who saw it spoke it and it was and he said it was good the father of all living comes in on the side of the three Hebrew children Woo! they were like we'll take our chances why because when God is with you the odds change Are you still with me? Yes. Go to Ecclesiastes 
Actually, before we go to Ecclesiastes, go to Romans. Am I giving you too much today? Romans 8 and verse 24. For we are saved by hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for what we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Now, how many of you see that hope is not in the realm of sight? Hope is in the realm of belief. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. When you and I are mindful of hope, then we can be creatures of faith. Now, go to Ecclesiastes. And we're going to look at chapter 11. And verse... He that observeth the wind shall not sow, and he that regardeth the clouds shall not reap. Do you see that? He that observeth the wind. In other words, he that is looking at or assessing based on the wind, based on the circumstance, based on, right? He won't sow. 
And he that regardeth the clouds shall not reap. As thou knowest not what is the way of the spirit. Nor how the bones do grow in the womb of her that is with child. How many of you know we don't know how that happens? Meaning, I'm sure they could, scientifically someone could say something, but how does life begin and then grow? In the womb. But how many of you know God knows? Even so, thou knowest not the works of God who maketh all. Now, how many of you know what he's talking about? It, he, he, he references sowing because when you sow, you no longer see that seed. Just like when a woman conceives, you do not see the seed that's growing and the bones that are growing within her. But God does. God knows, just like God knew you and foreknew you and predestinated you. Didn't we read that? He ordained you in him before the foundation or the conception or the sowing of the worlds you were in that seed he had accounted for you he had designed you jeremiah said while i was yet in the belly thou knewest me and ordain me to be a prophet to the nations of the world do you believe that the God you serve already knows you and knows your purpose and knows what he ordained you for oh yeah how many of you know that's the truth he designed he he had us in mind He designed us in him. That's why we don't fit out of him. That's why we don't know what our purpose is out of him. That's why mankind becomes perverse and becomes rebellious and goes against what is natural. Because they are outside of their supernatural purpose. And they are not creatures of the natural. And so they rebel against the natural because they, they are not creatures that are called to only live in the natural. But they're doing it the wrong way because they have not found their blueprint inside of God. Because God designed us each to be unique but each to be connected to one supernatural divine purpose. Oh, somebody give him the praise today because he knows your name. Glory to God. 
And so you don't know you till you know him. We don't know us before we know him. But when we know him, we find us in him. And we find that we're unique and that we're distinct. But that we're unified in a supernatural purpose. And you and I are called to purpose. We're creatures of purpose. We will never be satisfied if we're disconnected from our purpose. We'll never be satisfied if we're not mindful of our purpose. You know, we as a tribe... How many of you are part of this tribe? We as a tribe have a purpose. I shared Friday night. Something that I don't always share. And I'm led of the Lord to share it again this morning. In 2006, we were in Durban, South Africa. And I was on the platform and my my father, Apostle Harfouche, was ministering to thousands of students. It was a school of training and um, he, he asked for, he had a call for all, all the people that wanted an impartation from the Lord, that wanted to be used by God in a greater way, to come forward. And the altars filled with thousands of ministers, men and women, with their hands lifted to the Lord, with tears streaming down their faces, most of them. And there was a cry, a shout. How many of you know what I'm talking about? The Bible talks about a groaning. That's within us. Well, I don't know if you know what I mean, but I'm going to describe it anyway. When that cry from the depth of a human being comes out and it's from the spirit, it's as if you can hear it join the cry of heaven. And you, you can sense that that is God's heart crying through those men and women. God's purpose saying, yes, you can grow up into who I've called you to be. You can believe me to see a generation that will become 
that will grow up into me in all things like the word of God talks about. See, there's a mystery that God has put within us. Isn't there? It does not yet appear what we shall be. That's what the word of God says. But when we see him, we shall be like him. Then it says, looking with open face, like as in a mirror, are changed into the same image. There is something within the believer that is crying out to be changed into the same image. Don't shut that up. It's, it's not right to say, no, that's not for you. No, God doesn't do that anymore. No, just be satisfied with the world the way it is. Just go to church and be happy being a positive person. No, there's something within me that is crying out because I know that I know that I know that there is more in God for the world and there is more in God for me and there's more in God for the nations. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God put that cry in us. The Bible says all creation groaneth together, waiting, waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Who are the sons of God? That's right, we are. That's what it says. God wants his body to grow up into him in all things until we all come to the unity of the faith. That is going to take some prayer. That's going to take some travail. That's going to take some supernatural sacrifice. How many of you know what I'm talking about? In in, in other words, it'll take some decisions that say, I'm going to choose God instead of this temporary. I'm going to choose what I believe instead of what I see. I'm going to prioritize his purpose instead of uh, the temporary situation. I'm going to make decisions based on who he designed me to be, not based on what anyone else wants me to be. So that cry joined heaven. I sensed it because it was as if every fiber in my being quaked and shook. It, it, was, it was like hearing Niagara Falls. Have you ever heard Niagara Falls? Or a, a massive waterfall? It is as if, it, it, but it was coming from inside. It was like they were shouting, but it was coming from in me. And that's the witness of the Holy Spirit because all creation is groaning and travailing right now, waiting to see the manifestation of the sons of God. And they were crying out to the Lord and Dr. Harfush was prophesying. And in that moment, God stopped time for me. It was like everything just paused. And he spoke into my heart. And he showed me the word of God as a seed. 
going into each of those people. And he showed me like an infinite explosion how if just one of them got a hold of the truth, if just one of them got a hold of the truth, if just one of them stuck with the education of International Miracle Institute and who they are in Christ, if just one of them did, what kind of an infinite product, infinite fruit would they bring into the world? How could they shake their nations if just one of them did? That's how the word works. It starts out small. But if we hold it and we keep it and we water it and we don't let the birds have it and we don't let the thorns choke it and we don't let the temporary stifle it, then the word continues to germinate and grow within us and we bear much fruit for God and we become what he has called us to be. Hallelujah. But you know what? It takes a trade. And you say, well, what do you mean? Well, the Bible said the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant man who went about seeking goodly pearls. And when he found the pearl of great price, he sold everything else and he got that pearl. He traded all of that for what he knew was worth it. That's what the call of God is. The call of God is not a side job. The call of God is what fuels everything in our life. The Bible says seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you meaning that in everything that we do we do it as unto the Lord and we do it knowing that our purpose is not limited to what we see when we do a spiritual service meaning when God tells us to do something and we do it God starts moving He moves beyond our ability. He moves beyond what we see. He moves beyond what we can count in the natural. Hallelujah. Just like the seed. And so I knew in my heart that those, the word of God was going into those men and women like, like a seed. And in that moment, God spoke to me and he said do you want me to put my word in your mouth there's no limit to what the word can do there's no gift That we can give this planet like the sowing of the word of God. And I said, yes, Lord. From that moment, I understood in a greater way what we do. I understood in a greater way what it means to be a part of 
educating the world with the word. I understood what it means to raise a standard, to not just see people live as Christian infants. To send them out into a battle with no arsenal and no protection and no weapons. See, God has given this tribe some tools. I'm thankful that we are unique. Because God needs unique in agreement for one purpose. He needs specialized. The Navy needs the Navy SEALs. They need the Marines. I'm happy that we are unique in our mission and that we are distinct and that God has given us tools. You know, when Dr. Harfouche was called by God to found International Miracle Institute and to minister the word of IMI. It was a sacrifice in the natural. Dr. Robin and, and, and he had, had already traveled to the nations of the world. They had already laid hands on over a million people, according to their staff, by 1990. Early 90s. And God told them, I want you to start a Bible training center committed to the word of God and the moving of the Holy Spirit. And he began International Miracle Institute. And he took time out of his traveling schedule to minister to the world, to minister to 100 students, Pastor Rocky, in the natural That was the seed. That was the seed. That was the seed. That was the seed. But how many of you know that since then, International Miracle Institute has impacted every nation under heaven. We have raised up over, over, over 400,000 students worldwide. Glory to God. And we're not done yet. And, and help me, what is the exact number? Because Dr. Robin said every single one of your, the students are important. And, and, uh, and so we're going to honor each and every one of them. We thank God for that. But how many of you know you start with a seed? And it produces the harvest. And when people say, well, why are you doing what you're doing? It's because they don't know. Because there will come a day when they say, how did you get what you got? That's when the question comes. How do you get what you got? Well, they weren't there when you sow what you had. They don't know what you sowed to reap what you're walking in now. 
Hallelujah. And so now we have an incredible opportunity to continue to reach because God didn't tell us raise up that many students. He told us to raise up 400,000 miracle workers, active miracle workers. And the number is 487,184 students worldwide. Give God praise today. And it doesn't matter the nation. It could be what people call the darkest nation on the earth. We got students there. It could be the most dangerous nation on earth. We got students there. It could be the lowest percentage of Christians. We got students there. Hallelujah. How many of you know I'm not bragging, but I am testifying. Why? Because this is your tribe. Not everybody's called to do the same thing. But when you find your tribe and you see that cry that I talked about, you've all heard it. Dr. Afusha has been ministering and all of a sudden he was preaching. But all of a sudden on the inside of you, there was a echo that rose up and it was as if the same frequency of faith that he was preaching in came out of you. Ah, There it was. What's that? What is that? Well, that's your spirit bearing witness with the word of God saying, that's the mirror. 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 Hallelujah. So when you find your tribe, you know, and different tribes have different shouts. Different tribes have different sounds. Different tribes have different dances. They have different colors. We got all the colors, but I mean. But when you find your tribe, you find what makes you tick. And you know that every part of the body is important. But not every part of the body can do the function of every part of the body. You don't want your ear on your face right here. You don't want your lips up here above your eyeball. No, you need everything to do what God has designed it to do where it is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God has called us to have a divine passion for seeing the potential in what is what looks like earthen vessels on the outside, but what God has filled with his divine essence. That's what we're called to do. Thanks for joining us on the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Join us on our other podcast, Miracles Today. Connect with us at globalrevival.com and we'll see you next week.